Hello and welcome to the LDS study session. This is series two, episode 30, and we are continuing our Come Follow Me study for this week from January the 27th to February the 2nd, covering 1st Nephi 16 to 22, I'll prepare the way before you. And if you're thinking that uh, I sound a bit more light and joyful in my voice today, my cold has gone, which is fantastic. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll I'll, I'll be feeling a lot more better, a lot more better, a lot better uh, to... Uh, emphasize certain things that I'm saying. I want to share actually a quick example, which I think links pretty well with what we're going to continue studying today. Just so that you are aware, we are going to continue First Nephi 16 to 18. When I keep the commandments, God will help me face challenges. There's a lot of challenges in these few chapters, and we're going to look at how Nephi is trying to build this boat that he is commanded to build. What I thought was interesting was toward the end of last week, uh, me and my family were sat at the dinner table and we were uh, talking about our day, and then um, we're about to dive into our Come Follow Me study, but then I felt the phone ringing, my, <coughs> my phone ringing in my pocket, and uh, I checked to see who it was, and it was my father, which uh, was, well, it's not unusual for me to hear from my father, I love him very much, I see him often, uh, but it, we, we don't call often, because we see each other fairly often, but I thought, you know, something said, a prompting said to answer it, so I gave my apologies and just said I'll be a minute, and I went out into the hallway to take the call. Uh, my dad uh, answered and started talking about uh, something he wanted to know uh, in, re in regards to the following weekend, uh, but then I heard a, a noise coming from upstairs, uh, a, a, no a sound of water, running water. Now, with two young children, a five-year-old in particular, a five-year-old daughter in the house, and you hear the sound of running water on its own upstairs, you kind of start to worry and think, what's going on? So I dashed upstairs, and yes, indeed, the uh, the, the tap was on, uh, the sink was f full and overflowing onto the floor. Uh, and so I just said to my dad, oh, sorry, just give me a second. I called my daughter upstairs. Well, I turned the tap off, called my daughter upstairs, and pointed out, you know, the danger of leaving taps running and things like that. What could have happened uh, if... Um, if I didn't notice at that time, because it was, the floor was pretty wet by that point, and so if it was, you know, another even 10 minutes or so, who knows what could have, you know, what damage could have been done. Um, and of course, we were at the dinner table, so it would have been at least 10 minutes or so. Um, it turns out that I spoke to my father on Sunday, and he said, what well, what was going on when I when I first called you? And I explained, oh, well, my daughter, uh, she turned the tap on, and the sink was overflowing, and and so on and so on. Uh, and he said, you know, it's funny, like, I, I had a prompting to call you, and I didn't really know why at the time, I just thought I need to call call him, so I, so I did, and then, and I said, that's funny, because I, you know, usually if I'm at the dinner table, uh, and, and as it was you, like, I would just answer it there and then, but something said to go and take the call out, out of the room, and I did, and then that's why I heard the noise, and the Lord just does direct our lives uh, in small and simple ways, and I guess that's really more about the, uh, the, the, what we're going to study tomorrow, because we are going to move on to the next section within the uh, study tomorrow. But I just thought I wanted to share that because, you know, it's in moments like that that you realise that the Lord is guiding your life day by day. Um, speaking of guiding our life, in First Nephi, chapter 17, verse 7, it says, And it came to pass that after I, Nephi, had been in the land bountiful for the space of many days, the voice of the Lord came unto me, saying, Arise and get thee into the mountain. And it came to pass that I arose, and I went up into the mountain, and cried unto the Lord. So what's interesting here is that Nephi and his family have obviously been there for many days, and the, but the land bountiful is, sounds like and seems like a wonderful place to settle. And I'm sure a number of the people thought they were there at the promised land, but no, the Lord had greater things in store for them and needed to guide them. 
um, Nephi obviously was was prompted to go to the mount, which uh, into the mountain, which in our uh, kind of context is very equivalent to the temple. And uh, you know, I've experienced that. There was one time a year ago or so, a year and a half ago, where I just felt prompted to go to the temple for that particular session that day, uh, and I went, um, and I met uh, a previous bishop from a, an area that I served in as a missionary, and uh, we got to talking. And it was great because um, I found out that the son of a, of a part part member family that which we baptized and reactivated whilst I was serving there was on his mission, which I had no idea about. I was so amazed and so pleased. And I got to communicate with him for the, for the latter half of his mission, which was so exciting. Um, yeah, so, you know, just when you feel that prompting to go to the Mount of the Lord, you know, there is obviously great blessings that are going to be there in store for you. Um, in First Nephi chapter 17, verse 8, uh, we read, And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto me, saying, Thou shalt construct a ship after the manner which I shall show thee, that I may carry the, thy people across these waters. What's interesting is that later in First uh, Nephi 18, verse 2, it talks about how this ship is not after the manner of men, but it's after the manner of the Lord. And it makes me wonder, you know, what, what is this manner of the Lord that this ship was built? It's a fascinating, uh, fascinating thought. Um, in First Nephi 17.9, we then see Nephi's initial reaction. So remember, we have no evidence, no kind of inkling to suggest that Nephi was at, works with timber or is a carpenter or has built ships in his time. Um, but in verse 9, he says, And I said, Lord, whither shall I go, that I may find ore to molten, that I may make tools to construct the ship after the manner which thou hast shown me? Um, which is just fantastic what a, what a response not a question of how is this possible not a question of i don't believe that i can do this but okay how can where's the ore to make the tools how can i get started and what is amazing as well is that he didn't just pray for the tools he prayed for to find the ore with which to make the tools which again indicates just how much he recognizes this how much nephi by this stage understands the pattern of revelation the lord won't just give us what we need straight away he will give us a way to make what we need, um, if, if what I said just made any sense. Uh, L. Tom Perry said this about this, uh, this response, quote, This is one of the more interesting stories we have in the scriptures because it tells of an instance in which the Lord provided help but then stepped aside to allow one of his sons to exercise his own initiative. I have sometimes wondered what would have happened if Nephi had asked the Lord for tools instead of a place to find the ore to make the tools. I doubt the Lord would have honoured Nephi's request. You see... The Lord knew that Nephi could make the tools, and it is seldom that the Lord will do something for us that we can do for ourselves, close quote. And I think that it's important that we remember that the Lord has this, this vision of our potential rather than this view of how we are now. Uh, and that's such a powerful uh, principle, which if we truly understand, then we'll know that the Lord is there for us, prepared to support us to reach that potential. Uh, in verse 12, we read, For the Lord had not hitherto suffered that we should make much fire as we journeyed in the wilderness. For he said, I will make thy food become sweet, that ye cook it not. Now, this is referring to the fact that Nephi built, made fire to be able to um, make this ship. But up to this point, they hadn't really been allowed to make fire as such. Um, Hugh Nibley uh, said this about this point, quote, Others who travelled in the same Arab land said they never dared build a, f a fire in the, on the open plain where it would attract the attention of a prowling raiding party over long distances and invite a night attack. That is, fires are not absolutely out of the question, but rare and risky. Not much fire was Lehi's rule. Uh, close quote. 
So again, a bit of an insight there as to why this comment was said, that actually a knowledge of the Arab wilderness was, was necessary to know that the fire shouldn't be made, uh, which again just demonstrates just how contextually accurate this book is. Uh, I also love in verse 13 how it said that the Lord would be the light in the wilderness. Yet another example of how he delivered his people, even though they couldn't build a fire, they would be guided through the wilderness by the Lord himself. Uh, there's one final thing which I want to really point out, and I love uh, from this experience of building the ship initially. We're going to skip through the rest of chapter 17 now, because the rest of chapter 17 is uh, Nephi's uh, dealings with his brothers uh, to try and, first of all, uh, stop them from you know murmuring about the fact that he is building a ship, but also to encourage them to take part in this in this process as well, which they eventually did. The reason I'm skipping through it is because it doesn't really relate to what we're talking about, about the Lord helping them overcome the challenges. This is Nephi trying to get them motivated to do so. Um, and if we get a chance, we might come back and have a look at this interaction, because it is interesting. But there is so much in chapter Nephi, uh, Nephi 16 to 22. I mean, we've reached Thursday now, and we've not even gotten out of 17 yet. So, you know, there's just so much to cover. But we're going to go straight to First Nephi 18, verse 1. And I love this. It says, And it came to pass that they did worship the Lord, and did go forth with me, and we did work timbers of curious workmanship. And the Lord did show me from time to time after what manner I should work the timbers of the ship. That is such a slight phrase, from time to time, but it's such an important one. I think sometimes we get a misconception that people like Nephi and Lehi and others are just given these vast visions and just know from that point exactly what to do, and then they follow that point exactly. Whereas in our lives, we seem to be stumbling through day to day, trying to make these decisions, trying to seek for that light and that guidance. But sometimes we wonder, why is it so difficult? But that's because the Lord requires us to work. He requires us to step forward in faith and trust in him. And then he will reveal from time to time, similar to Lehi's vision. It didn't just all appear right there and then. We've learned that it appeared bit by bit by bit as he looked and listened and tried to take it in. And so the same process happens here. From time to time, the Lord did show Nephi how to build this ship, not just all in one go, right off you go. It was a learning process, which is what Revelation is like for us today and like how it has been for all the prophets. Uh, yeah, it's just an important point. Uh, David A. Bednar in April 2011 in a talk called The Spirit of Revelation said this, quote, the gradual increase of light radiating from the rising sun is like receiving a message from God line upon line, precept upon precept. Most frequently, revelation comes in small increments over time and is granted according to our desire, worthiness and preparation. Such communications from Heavenly Father gradually and gently distill upon our souls as the dews from heaven. This pattern of revelation tends to be more common than rare and is evident in the experiences of Nephi as he's tried several different approaches before successfully obtaining the prates of brass from Laban. Ultimately, he was led by the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing beforehand the things which he should do. And he did not learn how to build a ship of curious workmanship all at once, all at one time. Rather, Nephi was shown by the Lord from time to time after what manner he should work timbers of the ship. Close quote. We are no different. Today, our life may seem difficult because we are living that day-to-day -day process. And we forget that this journey through the wilderness, this wilderness journey, which you could liken to our journey of immortality, um, is a day-to-day -day process. We just don't have the day-to-day -day of Nephi's experience because that would be a very, very big book indeed. They were in that wilderness for eight years. 
So we see kind of the, the highlights, if you like, the, the snapshots of the revelation and the experiences that they had. And we need to remember that actually they went through a long time without perhaps receiving such vast revelations. And in our life, that may be the case as well, that day to day, from time to time, we will receive little bits of light here and there to guide our path further and further. And then suddenly at some points in our life, and I'm sure many of you have experienced this, like we just have a flooding of the light at certain points in our lives. And that is natural. And that is the way that we are guided through this life, that the tender mercies of the Lord are available to us. And at times he just wants to give us so much that he just allows the light to shine completely into our lives. Anyway, we're going to end this here because, again, it's a, we've gone over, as we have done a lot this week, but there's been so much to cover. Um, thank you for listening. If there's anything that you wish to share about your study or just anything that you've enjoyed from this podcast, I'd love to hear from you at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again. <laughs>